Hey, welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and today I'm with Mary Alice, a midwife and our manager and editor here at Baby Chick. We're here doling out no-nonsense pregnancy and parenting advice. We've worked with hundreds of families and have condensed all that we've learned to bring you simple, practical, and immediate advice for preventing parenting conundrums. Safe sleep is a hot topic with all parents, especially new parents. We all worry about scary things like SIDS and suffocation hazards and want to do everything we can to be sure that our babies are safe as they sleep during the night and day. Luckily, there are things that we can do as parents to ensure safe sleep for our babies. Today's episode, we are sharing 10 things you can do to ensure safe sleep for your little ones, and it's sponsored by our friends at Boppy. The Boppy company revolutionized comfortable infant feeding and support with its iconic Boppy feeding and infant support pillow. They are beloved by parents worldwide, and they've quickly become a must-have staple for all nurseries. Boppy has stayed true to its humble roots and maintains its solution-driven mindset. With comfort in mind, they've expanded their portfolio to include more award-winning products like baby carriers, pregnancy support pillows, breastfeeding and travel accessories, baby loungers, and more. Today, they're offering our listeners 20% off with code BABYCHICK20, so it's good for the rest of the year of 2019. Thank you so much, Boppy. So we're partnering with the Boppy Company to educate parents on the importance of safe sleeping practices for infants, and we applaud Boppy for their efforts to ensure that every parent understands the importance of protecting their babies while they sleep. Hey, everybody. Mary Alice and I are here. Hello. (laughs) And we're talking about a very heavy topic um, because it's all about safe sleep. And as a mom, I, well, one, as a doula, I feel like that is something that all parents have yeah. come to us with. Everybody has those anxiety nerves. about it. Every, of course, everybody wants the best for their babies. They want their babies to be safe. They want to do everything they can to prevent SIDS and suffocation and some unexpected things from happening. For sure. And when I became a mom, I thought, okay, I got this down. I have this handled. But it still is worrisome that, okay, if I do all of these things, am I ensuring that my baby is super safe? And that's just one nerves. And you want to, again, protect your baby from anything happening to them. But luckily, there really are some things that you can do. And I feel like it's so important that we talk about these things. And Mary Alice, I want to know also examples. If you have anything from parents that you've helped with, we want to share with you guys what has really helped families make sure that their babies are sleeping safe at night. And also giving parents the peace of mind so that when they go to sleep at night, they know like we have a plan for where our baby's sleeping. We feel good about the choices that we've made for our sleep and our feeding and our, you know, swaddling and crib setup and room sharing and everything. And we've educated ourselves and obviously we can't control everything, but, you know, we're doing the best that we can and we've gotten good information and are making the right choices for our family. Definitely. So I think the first thing that Mary Alice and I both want to talk about is really understanding the difference between SIDS, which is a hot topic. I feel like everyone talks about SIDS, 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 but also 
the difference between that and suffocation and what is also known as sudden unexpected infant death. So that's S-U-I-D instead of S-I-D. Right. And S-U-I-D, sudden unexpected infant death, is an umbrella term for the death of an infant who's younger than one year of age that occurs suddenly and unexpectedly. And after a full investigation, it can kind of be parsed out as being chalked up to suffocation, entrapment, infection, ingestion, like they eat something they shouldn't have eaten, metabolic diseases, cardiac arrhythmias, so heart disease, or a genetic disorder, trauma, which might be accidental or non-accidental. The last term under this umbrella is SIDS, which is the sudden death of an infant who's younger than one year of age that cannot be explained, even after there's been a full investigation that includes a complete autopsy, examination of the death scene, and a review of the clinical history. So sudden infant death syndrome is just completely unexplainable. Right. And that's what's the scariest of all, because there is no explanation. But again, these 10 tips can really help with keeping your baby safe and staying away from those scary thoughts. Okay, so point number one is safe sleeping position, and that is back to sleep. Yes, and you've probably all heard over and over and over again, back to sleep. You know, if you buy a sleep sack, it says back to sleep on it. Or back is best. Right, or back is best, (laughs) or safe sleep campaign. If you've heard any of these things, what happened is in the 90s, they did some sleep studies and found that the safest position for a baby to sleep in was alone and on their back. After that, there was the back to sleep campaign, which was pushed out to the greater public, really as a public health campaign to educate everybody about that in 1994. And since that education and that widespread dissemination of the information, there has been a decrease in the incidence of SIDS by about 50%, which has really saved thousands of babies' lives. It's absolutely incredible. So anytime we come to a family's home and we're helping them with their little ones to go to sleep, it's always encouraged that babies up to one year of age should always be placed on their back to sleep during nap time and at night. So anytime, whether it's day or night, they always be placed on their back. However, if your baby is already rolling to their side or to their stomach, it's okay for them to be left in that position because obviously they have that strength to be able to move back to a safe position while they're sleeping. And if your baby falls asleep in a car seat, a safety seat, a stroller, a swing, an infant carrier, a sling, any of those things, you should as soon as you can, move them to a firm, safe sleep surface on their back. Just because in those different positions, their airways can be constricted and those especially carriers and swings and such are not approved for sleep. Safe sleep. Safe sleep, Especially, yes, Yes, absolutely. So I know that as a mom, you're like, oh my gosh, no, I'm not even going to move. I want my baby to continue sleeping. But if you really are concerned about these things, the safest place for your baby to sleep is on their back and somewhere safe. Definitely. Okay, so point number two, if they're on their back, then it's all about crib safety. So in their crib, what should be in their crib, Mary Alice? Nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't put anything in the The crib. only thing that should be in there is a firm crib mattress and a fitted sheet. Yes. So there's no bumpers, there's no loose bedding or soft objects, no pillows, no stuffed animals, because all of that can increase the risk of entrapment, suffocation, or strangulation when they're inside the crib. Now you can swaddle your baby and swaddling is wonderful. Just make sure it's nice and tight and there aren't like loose pieces all over the place. You know, make sure you are either getting a swaddle that's like zip up or 
wraparound or Velcro or whatever approved or that you're swaddling with a blanket correctly. And also know that when your baby starts to roll over, make sure that they're in an age-appropriate swaddle or sleep slack and so their arms aren't trapped in if they're rolling over. Absolutely. So when it comes to crib safety, people think, well, a pillow. There are some pillows that can help with avoiding a, a flat spot on baby's head. And Boppy has great pillows. And I do want to say that, yes, those pillows are fantastic when it comes to feedings and playtime and tummy time and anything with adult supervision. It should be during the times when they are awake. So yes, it's a pillow, the boppy pillow, but really we recommend when it comes to safe sleep that all of those items be removed and are away from baby. So it's only when there's adult supervision and everyone is, is awake. And a lot of people ask us, when can I put my stuff back in the crib? I have these really cute bumpers and my baby's going to hit their head when they wiggle all over. And there really has not been any research to show us when it's 100% safe to have these objects back in the crib. However, most experts pretty much agree that after your baby is one, then those objects are posing very little risk to healthy babies. Yeah. I would still say that, you know what, keep them out. At one years old, oh my gosh, my son, he would be playing with all those items. He'd be throwing them out of the crib. I mean, it's just more distraction from his job, which his job is to go <laughs> to, to sleep. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely. But number three, number three is to breastfeed often. And I think this one isn't talked about as much as it really should because yeah. it's a huge point to help with safer sleep. Right. When people talk about breastfeeding, they're usually like, oh, your baby's gut health and it's the nature's perfect food. But also breastfeeding really has shown to reduce the risk of SIDS. Any breastfeeding, any duration of breastfeeding is protective against SIDS. And any duration of exclusive breastfeeding can actually reduce the risk of SIDS by as much as 70%. Guys, can we say that again? Any duration of exclusive breastfeeding, so that means no supplementing, no other foods, can reduce the risk of SIDS by as much as 70%. It's huge. That is major. If women just had that support and that help to really get their breastfeeding going and and ensure that they have a good breastfeeding journey. I mean, that is major. Breastfeeding is so, so huge. And I absolutely love that. And that's why, oh my gosh, when I was nursing, I was I nursed my son for about seven months. And then at that point, he was like, nope, I, I need more than what your little body can give me, mama. Um, but I'm so glad that I did do exclusive nursing for the first six months um, of his life. And then at six months, I introduced some solids. And when I was doing that, I was constantly using my boppy pillow. And whenever my husband was helping with the feedings, he would always use the pillow and use our bottles. And he would even say like, oh my gosh, I need one of these for myself. Like this helps with my arm support and my back and, and everything. So making sure that you have the items that you need to have a successful breastfeeding experience is is going to help not only with breastfeeding, but with safe sleep. Yeah. So definitely recommend and that. And there's a reason why Boppy is like the name brand breastfeeding pillow. It's just so simple. Like yeah. it's, there are no like frills or, and you can move it any which way. And it's just, yeah. And your husband can use it. Like there's no clipping siblings, or siblings. Yeah. You can just, it's great. Yeah easy to travel with. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that's that's why I'm like, hey, if we can help women have a better time and are more successful with breastfeeding. I mean, that also transfers to safer sleep, which is fantastic. So another thing, point four, 
is no smoking. I feel like this should really be understood, y'all, but we're going to point it out anyway. So keeping your baby away from smokers and places where people smoke is a big thing. And it's not even like smoking a cigarette in front of your baby. It's even the residual smoke on, um, your, clothes. on your clothes, in your hair, on your in your fingernails. That transfers to your baby. So if you smoke, we really recommend that you try to quit and try to find someone who can help you quit or resources that can help you quit. But however, until you can quit, like, please keep your car and your home as smoke-free as possible. I know that can be tough, but wash your hands, wash your hair, keep your hair up, um, and and change your clothing um, when you're holding your baby. And number five is to offer a pacifier at nap time and at bedtime. And it has been shown that babies who take a pacifier, it does reduce their risk of SIDS. We personally recommend that if you're breastfeeding, wait until breastfeeding has really gotten going and you feel like you have a good latch and baby isn't confused with all the nipples coming at them before you offer them a pacifier. Usually that takes about three to four weeks. But um, after that, we definitely recommend that if you're interested in further reducing your risk of SIDS. Definitely. I will say that I am so glad that we basically forced my son yeah, to, did. to take a pacifier <laughs> because one, being a working work at home mom, I need him to be quiet during my sales calls. He's a very oral baby he too. He was, yes. Yeah. But he wouldn't take it in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, I didn't like it. He was like, nope, I don't want this. But I knew the, the benefits mm. of having a pacifier. Not only is it like a mute button that you can carry <laughs> around with you, but yeah, having that at night is so helpful and... I believe what I had learned, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when a baby has a pacifier at night, it doesn't allow them to go in too deep of a sleep because that sucking reflex or fixation is stimulated. So it's not allowing them to go into too deep of a sleep, which could then potentially be under the umbrella of SIDS. That's why we definitely recommend, hey, if you're going to do a pacifier, go for it. Um, It's definitely something that that can be helpful. And know that if your baby doesn't want to use a pacifier, that's okay. This isn't something that's worth like, you know, if they're really not into it, it's not worth forcing the issue that much. You can always try again and you can try again at different stages or ages. You can try different pacifiers, but some babies are just not going to like it. And that's fine, especially if you are exclusively breastfeeding and you're already doing a lot to decrease your risk of SIDS. Definitely. And don't worry if the pacifier falls out of their mouth in the middle of the night. That is completely fine. You do not have to go to their room or, you know, wake up and make sure that the pacifier is always in their mouth. It's just helpful at least having it in the beginning. So don't worry about that. Point number six, firm sleeping surface. Okay. So we've talked about placing your baby on their back to sleep. That's the whole thing. Placing your baby to sleep on a firm sleep surface is just as important. Yes. And I think that people get concerned because they're like, this isn't comfortable or this, that, or the other, but there are definitely comfortable crib mattresses that are still firm enough and are approved for overnight sleep. Right. It doesn't have to be as firm as a like a board. Right. It just, <laughs> it just can't be so plush that they're sinking into right. it. And that's why you have to make sure that your crib mattress has already been approved and meets all of the safe sleep standards. And any store that carries yeah. those mattresses make sure that they're up to their standards. A lot of those mattresses too come with two sides. They're like dual-sided mattresses. And so one is for infants and then one is 
is for like toddlers and it's a little bit softer. And then once you've passed a certain age range, you can flip the mattress over and feel like, oh, my baby has a more comfortable place to sleep if that's something you're worried about. Right. So just make sure that the crib or a bassinet or a portable crib or play yard, whatever you're using is meeting those current safety standards. And just check to make sure that the product has not been recalled lately. There has Mm -hmm. been a very popular one that was recently recalled from Fisher Price. Um, So that you just want to make sure that you're using the appropriate products um, for safe sleep. So and do not use a crib that is broken or missing any parts or has drop side rails. Those are things that are not considered safe for a a baby anymore. I know there are a lot of grandmas out there who were like, oh, but don't you want to use your crib from when you were a baby? And some of those are fine. It's just like a basic wooden crib. But just make sure there's nothing about it that's like missing or broken or not safe. Right. So also make sure that you cover the mattress that comes with the product with a fitted sheet. Don't put any blankets or pillows, like we said before, between the mattress and the fitted sheets. I'll see people who do towels or like a really soft blanket underneath. And that's really unnecessary. Uh, You just need the mattress and a fitted sheet. So just never put your baby to sleep on a chair, sofa, waterbed, a cushion, or sheepskin, anything like that. I know we've said that before, but that's probably the most important thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Number seven, sleep in the same room, not the same bed. So this is room sharing versus bed sharing. And we hear a lot about co-sleeping. And that can be kind of a general term because people define co-sleeping in different ways. But really, we're talking about placing the baby in the same room where you sleep, but not in the same bed where you sleep. You can keep the crib or the bassinet within an arm's reach of your bed, which will easily allow you to watch the baby, keep an eye on it, hear it really easily, breastfeed if it's nearby you. So the safest place actually at night when you're breastfeeding is in bed. So when you're super tired, you may be thinking like, no, I'm not supposed to have my baby in bed with me. That's super unsafe. Well, actually having like a good firm bed with your blankets and pillows, make sure that you move those blankets and your pillows. If you're bringing your baby in your bed with you to do maybe sideline when you're nursing your baby, because actually getting up and going to a glider or your sofa or a comfy chair to do your overnight feeding, that's actually not considered the safest place for your little one. You need to be bringing your baby in your bed, doing that feeding, but then immediately once you are done, putting baby back to their safe spot where they're sleeping. So whether that's an arm's reach, a co-sleeper or a crib that's in your room, just you know, a few steps away, that's the best place to actually do your, your feedings at night. Right. I mean, I think the point here is that people get tired. Like you get tired. You probably will fall asleep while you're breastfeeding your baby at least you know, 10 times while you're breastfeeding or feeding, you know, even if you're bottle feeding in the middle of the night. And so just know that if you fall asleep in an armchair or on a couch, that is going to be more dangerous than if you fall asleep in your bed. And again, like Nina said, there's this taboo about putting the baby in your bed. But if you prepare for that, then that really is a safer place for you both to fall asleep on accident. If you move those blankets out of the way, if you have a quilt instead of a duvet cover, if all of the fluffy pillows, if you have one, you know, smaller pillow near your head and you aren't surrounded by fluffy pillows, that's going to be way safer than being in a cushy chair. Definitely. Point eight, overheating. So something that people need to consider if you're maybe in your room 
and you're sharing your room again with your baby, maybe you like the the room warmer. Most people like the room super cold though when they're sleeping. Like, I put it on 67 at yeah. night. <laughs> like Arctic freezing. Yeah. And, and that's common. Normally, it's recommended to keep the temperature around like 70, 71 degrees for a baby for safe sleeping. And with that, you don't want to layer too much. So you don't want like a super thick onesie and then a really thick blanket, a uh, swaddle blanket, I right. mean, or a thick uh, sleep sack. That's the word I'm thinking of because that is going to overheat your little one. Right. And so if you are comfortable, let's say you do like it like me, you like it cold, you know, your baby probably needs to be in a long sleeve onesie and a pair of socks and a swaddle. And that would be plenty. That's about one more layer than you're wearing. Maybe you're going to bed in short sleeve pajamas and a blanket. And so your baby usually needs to be in one more layer than you. But also you don't need to, like Nina said, put them in a fleecy blanket just because it's a little bit cooler in your room. But on the flip side, if you do like to keep it warm, know that your baby doesn't need all those layers. It probably just needs a short sleeve onesie and maybe a very thin, light, gauzy swaddle. Yeah. And with that, also, it's good to actually have a ceiling fan on in the room when baby is sleeping. That circulation of the air throughout the room is really helpful and it helps cool down the room. And when we're seeing overheating, you might be thinking, well, what is too hot in a room? It's really recommended that it should be under 79, 78 degrees and lower. Um, So between really ideal temperature is 72. I mean, another good thing you can do is have a thermometer on your bedside table and your baby's temperature should be between 90 and 99 degrees. And if the temperature is on the low end, let's say you wake up in the middle of the night, you're going to feed, you take your baby's temperature. You could make that a habit even if this is something you're concerned about. You take your baby's temperature. It's on the low end. It's 97.5. Maybe you put some socks on your baby. You put a hat on. You you know, do something like that. Wait 20 minutes, take their temperature again, and it should regulate and be closer to 98, 98.6. You can do the same thing for overheating. If your baby's temperature is like 99, don't freak out. Just take a layer off, turn a fan on, cool them off a little bit, take it again in 20 minutes and it should regulate. Yeah. And with safe sleep, I would say if you are putting a hat, make sure to remove the hat if you are also going to sleep. It should be under parental supervision if they're wearing a hat and they're going back to sleep. But totally, definitely a good point if they're a a little on the cooler side and you're nursing them and Mm -hmm. you want to help warm them up before you put them back down. That's super helpful. For sure. Point nine, well-child visits. So it's good to schedule and go to all your well-child visits. So see your pediatrician talk about these points with them. Make sure that you're doing everything you can to ensure safe sleep. So your baby will receive important immunizations when you go to your well-child visits. And make sure that you're talking to your doctor about when it's appropriate to get those immunizations that works best for you and your baby. Recent evidence really suggests that immunizations may have a protective effect against SIDS. So again, talk about all of these things with your doctor if you're wanting to protect your baby that much more. And finally, number 10, remember tummy time. It is so important to give your baby plenty of tummy time when she is awake. You really want to help them to strengthen their neck muscles and avoid flat spots on their head. But also remember that tummy time should always be supervised. Yes, this is only when you all are awake and also once their stump, um, their umbilical cord stump has fallen off. Once people will ask me, when can I start doing tummy time with my little one? Well, once the umbilical stump has 
fallen off, you can start doing tummy time. And a great thing to do is on your chest. Another great thing is getting your boppy pillow, your breastfeeding pillow, putting that on the floor or in the center of the bed. It shouldn't be like on a sofa or anything like that. It should be in the center of a bed that's supervised and also on the floor, somewhere safe and putting the boppy down. And what you do is you place your baby on the boppy and have their hands or arms and their head over I wish you could see us acting it out right (laughs) now. We're both like trying to show you. (laughs) I know. Um, Put their hands and arms over the side of the boppy with their little tummies and their bodies in the hole of the boppy breast. It's kind of like cobra in yoga. Like it kind of makes them do an upward dog. Yeah, but that also helps them, one, have their face off of the floor, which I feel like all babies are just they like, don't oh, like they They're don't like, want that direct contact with the floor. So that helps them be a little bit more elevated. You can then put like a mirror underneath them so they can see their own face or a book or something colorful and talk to them as you're doing that tummy time. So I really love doing that with the boppy pillow because that just made it that much more interactive. And I felt like, at least my baby, he didn't hate it as much rather than just being straight on the floor doing his tummy time. And that's just a great way to really ease them into getting those neck and back muscles strengthened. And the whole point of doing that is so that when your baby does go to sleep, if they do so happen to roll over, they then have the strength and those muscles to help them roll back to a safe position. So definitely remember that tummy time throughout the day. All right, guys, these are our 10 tips for safe sleep for babies. Thank you again to our friends at Boppy for sponsoring this episode. Don't forget, they're offering a 20% discount by using BabyChick20 at checkout. So it's good till the end of 2019. And join us in the conversation of safe sleep on our Facebook page, where we'll be posting today's episode and answering questions in the comments. As always, subscribe to Chick Chat, the Baby Chat podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, TuneIn, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and of course, our website, www.baby-chick.com.